This guy is a great big phony. If a body meets a body coming through the right. Okay. If a body kiss a body need a body cry. Okay, 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 okay. A one, a two, a skinly diddly do. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the OK Gatsby Season 2, colon, Catcher in the Y. Ooh, yeah, that one's, we've been we've been holding back for a couple weeks now, so I don't know if it, yeah, uh, it'll be, so. <laughs> no pod November. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and we are bursting to get back into this book. Uh, we're on Chapter 19. Uh, yeah, how is it, so yeah, I, I, I kind of, I've finished it in the, in the, in, in the interim, and uh, I'm just like to kind of delve into. I love. I love. I love Holden so much more than the first read. Like I love the character. I love like the narration. I love. It's just. It's like very funny. He's so funny. Yeah. But like you're both laughing with him and laughing at him because yeah. like he's such a mess, <laughs> and but he's so honest and sometimes he gets it right and it's so funny. I don't. Know. It start the, the chapter 19 starts with a very New York. Guy who li- who's lived in New York too long and kind of sensed everyone else said this. Where like, in case you don't live in New York, the Wicker Bar is a sort of swanky hotel. <laughs> where it's like just the in case you don't live in New York, like just all that. Like, can you imagine a fancy hotel? <laughs> <laughs> well, filling you in, yeah. New York's hottest club. New York's hottest club is Wicker Bar in the Seaton Hotel. <laughs> the Seaton Hotel. Uh, but I love this because he it's a he's once again going to see an act. For someone who doesn't like performances, he's killing time constantly he by going he wants to movies, go. plays, uh, like these singers, these piano players. He goes to this club where they usually have these two French babes, Tina and Janine, and they come out and play the piano and sing about three times every night. They sing the Voulez-vous Francais. Yeah. It is the story of a little French girl who comes to a big city just like New York and falls in love with a little boy from Brooklyn. We hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all typed out. In yeah, typed out like the French accent yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's all him just like, would you believe it? Phonies are coming through the window. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I'm immediately reminded of Earn, right? So it's like. Yeah. The question we have to ask, I guess, is like, why both? What? Why? Why is this to remind us of Earn? Is this, is this the same kind of feeling you think? I maybe it's. I think it's more to show that Holden is a hypocrite. He's not above this this social class. This like even just social life that he so despises on paper. He's participating in it so much. The fact that he went, yeah, that he's going back to a different performance that he also calls phony. Yeah. So it establishes a pattern of like, no, this is Holden's BS that he always does. Yeah. He's yeah. not above it. He's the guy who goes just to complain. He yeah. hate watches all this stuff just because he has nothing. He has nothing positive that he like searches for. So he just has to like, oh, I hate this too. But it's also, he's very lonely. Like, yeah. Yeah, he wants to be. Connect. It's like he wants when to you, connect. It's yeah. like when you go home for the first time back from college, and you're like, "All right, I guess I'll play my old video games and see the friends I'm not crazy about anymore." Yeah, man. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's just, just looking for something, something to do. Yeah, and all there is to do in New York is go to fancy n- nightclubs. But he, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, it is a great sentence where he goes, uh, "It was a terrible place. I'm not kidding. I cut out going there entirely." gradually <laughs> yeah you know what like we haven't really drooled over as many sentences in this book as we have we did the okay gatsby i think it's because this is more like a character yeah thing but this sentence is amazing yeah i cut it out cut out, i cut out going there entirely gradually yeah it's such an immediate back down from hypocrisy yeah, yeah. but also kind of where did he like wh- in what way did he go before like he went to this bar a bunch as like a yeah 15 year old 16 year old i mean he is six four and has yeah. gray hair and also, I think just like in the forties, like it, it yeah. seems like the bigger the place, like they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just when there's these Don't empty places. Like the only one that carded him was the the cheap hotel, which yeah. is kind of ironic. These fancy places don't. And maybe it's like a, a class thing where they could afford to be busted. They could afford the tickets of the yeah. teenagers, where this like cheap hotel could not afford that ticket. Or maybe it's just a morality thing where the rich will let their children drink themselves into oblivion. Maybe and, DB uh, took them. Maybe DB took him to see his girlfriend with the big knockers. Who knows? The big knocker girlfriend. Uh, so he's, he's here to he's here to meet his old buddy Loose, right? He called him up last. Yes, chapter. that yeah. uh, fat ass phony Loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, he's he's a smart guy. Uh, so but he's hanging out, and this I like. Anytime he does that, that killed me. I I, I laugh about it. So I get, he's just hanging out in this bar. Then I watched the phonies for a while. Some guy next to me was snowing hell out of the babe he was with. He kept telling her she had aristocratic hands. <laughs> aristocratic hands. That yeah. is such a moment where like, you're at a bar and you hear a guy hitting on a girl, and it's like, what is that lie that you're using? <laughs> I do like that, yeah. So, like, right, we, we identify with Holden in, in times like this where he's calling out the hypocrisies of uh, things. Oh, like just the, the cheesiness. <laughs> yeah. Like the, well, the bartender, too, the, the bartender who doesn't talk to anybody who's a, honestly that a big shot or a celebrity, right? He's talking about that the, in the previous paragraph. Yeah. Um, like he's pointing out, you know, these phony things of the bar. Yeah, and there's big shots again. Um, big shots. Every, every, just, it's all big shots and not big shots. Um, and then it, it, it switches over to a long discussion about flits, which is, I think, pretty obviously about... Gay people, homosexuals, homosexual yeah. men. The other, uh, the other end of the bar was full of flits. They weren't too flitty looking. I mean, they didn't have their hair too long or anything, but you could tell they were flits anyway. Finally, old Luce showed up. Okay, so yeah, he just sees just, some just hey, there's some gay guys at a table hanging out, and uh, they're not they're not long hair. They are hippies. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's not the w- that's not how you identify gay people anymore. <laughs> like look at all these guys with long hair. Long hair, yeesh. <laughs> They're coming from the Flit Pride Parade. <laughs> <laughs> flit, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then old Luce, what a guy. He was supposed to be my student advisor when I was at Wooden. The only thing he ever did, though, was give these sex talks and all late at night when there was a bunch of guys in his room. He knew quite about sex, especially perverts and all. He was always telling us about a lot of creepy guys that go around having affairs with sheep and guys that go <laughs> around with the girls' pants sewed in the lining of their hats and all. And Stop right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys that go around with... I mean, <laughs> affairs with sheep. It's not like... <laughs> it sounds like it's like a whole romantic... It's like you... Yeah, you make an appointment and go to a hotel with a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you both using fake names. <laughs> the sheep has a mustache. Big trench coat. Okay, so that's the beginning. And then the middle is uh, guys who go around with ladies' panties sewed into their heads <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is a character like the ra who who takes their position right. wait like not seriously in that they enforce the rules but like i am the guide to these young men <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, this is like a run of like american pie almost yeah. where it's like here's what you do you take an apple pie <laughs> there's these guys they got Ladies' underwears in their hats. <laughs> Most guys do this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does this, and it's just holding the back, like, like looking for ladies' underwear. And of course, like a teenager is like, "Well, yeah, I mean, ladies' underwear is the best thing that could ever happen. <laughs> so uh, why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you put their underwear in your why hat? You tear yourself away once you've seen it. Yeah. And then, and flits and lesbians. Old Luce knew who every flit and lesbian in the United States was. All <laughs> I had to do was mention somebody, anybody, and Old Luce would tell you if he was a flit or not. Sometimes it was hard to believe that people he said were flits and lesbians, all movie actors and like that. Some of the ones he said were flits were even married, for God's sake. You keep saying to him, you mean Joe Blow's a flit? Joe Blow, that big tough guy that plays gangsters and cowboys all the time? Alusa say, certainly. He always was saying, certainly. He said it, it didn't matter if a guy was married or not. He said half the married guys in the world were flits and didn't even know it. He said you could turn into one practically overnight if you had all the traits and all. He used to scare the hell out of us. I kept waiting to turn into a flit or something. <laughs> So, yeah, this is hilarious. The the uh, the dynamic of like the you know it's like 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 the ghost story dynamic of yes. sex. So it's like it's all unknown to these kids. So Luce taking the role. So you're seeing the role that Luce has in Holden's life, and vice versa. And it's also a nice little window into like one how dated that that conversation is of like the guy being like you got to worry worry about these homosexuals oh, that are course. everywhere. Half these guys don't even know and like. But how still relevant that is, like every like eighteen year old boy is like, oh no, like I'm like like what if I am like still and like it's just kind of funny where like that stuff is like how timeless so much of prep school and college dorm like right this could be a nineties movie I mean like basically yeah I mean like uh, update update the uh, homophobia a little bit and you could have a nineties movie on your hands yeah like the, the the gay panic yeah. Um, but, but like, like the guy who claims to know, like, <laughs> right, the one guy who comes back, right, and that's Luce. So like, I think that we're talking about how like you'll see this dynamic play out with Luce and Holden, and Holden tries to push it, and Luce doesn't like it because Luce has the dynamic in, in his mind of he's the leader, Holden is the follower. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to these sex talks. Yeah, he's the guy who he basically wants to be the professor of the group. He yeah. wants to tell uh, <laughs> everything he is, and then when he leaves, he goes class dismissed, and everyone's supposed to go home. 
but yeah, so they basically it's all big prep for Luce is this intellectual guy, but all he seems to talk about is sex. And he finally meets up with uh, Holden. I like this little detail. He never said hello or anything when he met you. The first thing he said when he sat down was that he could only stay a couple of minutes. <laughs> He's such a self-important guy. Yeah. Because we were talking about this because they talk, and it's both very funny because it's a 16-year-old trying to have a conversation about sex. Uh, but then it's also like the 19-year-old who thinks he's better than high school kids all of a sudden. They both come off looking ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, like Holden is being very immature and trying to find out about sex, but also Luce is um, positioning himself in this weird position of power and talking down to Holden as if he's not as yeah. if he's not very much his it's contemporary. Like, oh, yeah. It's not yeah. like they're two years apart. Yeah. Like, it's that very much that, that kid who just came back from college is like, oh, you haven't heard of existentialism? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I see you're a neoliberal. <laughs> right. He doesn't even know what he doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, dramatic reading, shall we? We is shall this, do a dramatic time? reading. Um, do you want to start at uh, No Kidding, How's Your Sex Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so like, you know, Holden asks. Uh, so, yeah, Terrence will be playing things. Holden and I will be playing Luce. So it's after a few after a few introductory uh, things w- in which Luce kind of rebuffs Holden's uh, uh, sort of initial things. Holden g- gives him one of these. <coughs> no kidding. Wait. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> Found it. Okay. Classic Holden. I used to teach English. Okay. How's your sex life? Or no kidding. How's your sex life? Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Okay, sorry. No kidding. How's your sex life? You still going around with that same baby you used to at Wooten? The one with the terrific Good old God, no. How come? What happened to her? I haven't the faintest idea. For all I know, since you ask, she's probably the whore of New Hampshire by this time. That isn't nice. If she was decent enough to let you get sexy with her all the time, the least you should do is not talk about her that way. Oh, God. Is this going to be a typical Caulfield conversation? I want to know right now. No. But it isn't nice. Anyway, if she was decent and nice enough to let you go Must ahead and... Must we pursue this horrible trend of thought? Who are you going around with now? You feel like telling me? Nobody you know. Yeah, but who? I might know her. Girl lives in the village. Sculptress, if you must know. Yeah? No kidding? How old is she? I've never asked her, for God's sake. Uh, well, around how old? I should imagine she's in her late 30s. In her late 30s? Yeah? You like that? You like him that old? I like a mature person, if that's what you mean. You do? Why? No kidding. They better for sex and all? Listen, let's get one thing straight. I refuse to answer any typical Caulfield questions tonight. When in hell are you going to grow up? Listen, how long you been going around with her, this sculpture babe? Did you know her when you were at Wooten? Hardly. She just arrived in this country a few months ago. She did? Where is she from? She happens to be from Shanghai. No kidding. She Chinese, for Christ's sake? <laughs> Obviously. Why? I'd be interested to know. I, I, re- I really... Oh, uh, 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 no, no kidding? Do you like that? Her being Chinese? Obviously. Why? I'd be interested to know. I, I really would. I simply happen to find Eastern philosophy more satisfactory than Western, since you ask. You do? What do you mean, philosophy? You mean sex and all? You mean it's better in China? That's what you mean? Not necessarily in China, for God's sake. The East, I said. Must we go on with this inane conversation? Listen, I'm serious. No kidding. Why is it better in the East? It's too involved to go into, for God's sake. They simply happen to regard sex as both a physical and a spiritual experience. If you think I'm... So do I! So do I! Regard it as a, what do you call it, a physical and spiritual experience. and all. I, re- I really do, but it depends on who the hell I'm doing it with. If I'm doing it with somebody, I don't even care. Not so I mean, loud, for God's sake, Caulfield. <coughs> if you can't manage to keep your voice down, let's drop the whole... All right, but listen. This is what I mean, though. I know it's supposed to be physical and spiritual and artistic and all, but what I mean is you can't do it with everybody, every girl you neck with and all, and make it come out that way, can you? Let's drop it. Do you mind? All right, but listen. Take you and this Chinese babe. What's so good about you two? Drop it. Maybe I'll go to China. My sex life is lousy. 
Naturally, your mind is immature. It is. It really is. I know it. You know what the trouble with me is? I never really get sexy, really sexy, with a girl, and I don't like a lot. I mean, I have to like her a lot. If I don't, I sort of lose my goddamn desire for her and all. Boy, it really screws up my sex life sometimes awful. Uh, my sex life stinks. Naturally does, for God's sake. I told you the last time I saw what you need. You mean you go to go to a psychoanalyst and all? It's up to you, for God's sake. It's none of my goddamn business what you do with your life. Supposing I went to your father and had him psychoanalyze me and all. What would he do to me? I mean, what would he do to me? He wouldn't do a goddamn thing to you. He'd simply talk to you, and you'd talk to him, for God's sake. For one thing, he'd help you recognize the patterns of your mind. The what? The patterns of your mind. Your mind runs in... Listen. I'm not giving an elementary course in psychoanalysis. If you're interested, call him up and make an appointment. If you're not, don't. I couldn't care less, frankly. You're a real friendly bastard. You know that? I have to tear. Nice seeing you. Hey, did your father ever psychoanalyze you? Me? Why do you ask? No reason. Did he, though? Has he? Not exactly. He's helped me to adjust myself to a certain extent, but an extensive analysis hasn't been necessary. Why do you ask? No reason. I, I was just wondering. Well... Take it easy. Have one more drink, please. I'm lonesome as hell. No kidding. Can't do it. <laughs> so uh, she Chinese. She Chinese. <laughs> I thought I didn't. I mean, when you're reading it, you th- you, you 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 think he's saying she's Chinese, but he's saying he's saying she Chinese as in me Chinese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me play joke. Me put pee pee in your coke. Yes, it is she Chinese. Uh, so much of this is such like nineteen, nineteen and seventeen year old boy talk. Of first of all, he was like, "She's probably the whore of New Hampshire by now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this which is so rude to be yeah. like, "Oh man, I, that that's also like that posturing that in, young men do about their ex girlfriends." You're like, "Whatever, she's probably doing whatever <laughs> with whoever," <laughs> and try not to act like, "Oh, it really hurt that she's gone." <laughs> right. Right. Okay, I want to address the uh, the uh, a typical Caulfield conversation. Like, what do you think? What do you think Holden's? I mean, like, mature, immature comes to mind. But like, what is Holden's reputation amongst like these these but these guys from Wooten? Probably lots of questions that betray him as someone who knows nothing. Because he's like, what is like right away? He's like, what? How's your sex? Like, doesn't. Has no tact. like tact when it yeah. gets like let's get into this spicy conversation. That's why I have him here. I want to talk about my everything going on with me, but I know this guy likes to talk about sex, or he has no sort of like uh, smooth way to answer. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's manic. It's bursts of questions that change the subject drastically. It's tactless. It's blunt. Yeah, it's, it's it reveals it reveals a lack of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, just like a blind naive like running right into the heart of the matter does not know how to do the song and dance to get where he wants to go <laughs> a typical Caulfield conversation but it's also like here's this big intellectual guy he's like, and then it's always like man tell me about sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he even says like he was thin, he was intellectual he always talked about sex like, he's, just, he's, a, he's got a high IQ yeah. <laughs> and then it even ends at the end of the chapter it was like he had the biggest vocabulary of anyone <laughs> at school we took a test <laughs> oh yeah the, the last sentence of the chapter yeah we took a test they gave us a test they gave us a test yeah and I think that like I think that like I think Luce does come across as like a, the kind of know-it-all that can only be made by high test scores so it's like no yeah. it's on the board guys the guy who was in gifted classes all his life and yeah. he's like look I understand everything just because I, I write good papers for history class yeah i mean do you think he's really big she's in her late 30s late 30s late 30s and then like and then then at this time period late 30s like (laughs) yeah that's like an ancient she's almost dead yeah um it's like uh where is it uh he goes well you like him that old but he goes uh it's like, I like a mature person if that's what you mean and he goes you do why no kidding they better for sex (laughs) Are they better for sex? <laughs> they better for sex. They better for <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh, find yourself a late thirties woman. They better for sex. <laughs> they better so blunt. So they un- better for sex. Yeah, that's so <laughs> like such a like utilitarian view. Like that every person has like a point value of how much <laughs> sex they give you. Yeah, yeah, sex value. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's like 
at the heart of his immaturity about it, where he's like, oh, is that that they better like literally a, a terrible grammar, grammar sentence? They better for they better sex and <laughs> all. Yeah, but it's also like she Chinese. You like that? She Chinese. You <laughs> like that? <laughs> You like that? Yeah, yeah it's, like it's so bad. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Let's, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and then also that he agrees. Like, I also think it's a physical and spiritual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but he's like, well, yeah. when you're making out with a girl, you can't make it spiritual, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, for a second, he puts on that hat and he's like, he's like, I understand. I also think it's, what do you call it? Artistic and spiritual or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Because he's, because he's, uh, but he does. I mean, like, uh, he's talking about like uh, the Sally Hayes versus Jane Gallagher situation, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's trying. To, he brings it up, uh, you know, in the, in in an oblique and uh, unhelpful way, you know, like, uh, and he gets shut down immediately. But like, he is referring to that. But he's trying to get the, get to that point. But he's too uh, tactless and blunt. And also, loose is the way loose is. Like he says. Um, uh, if you started asking him questions about himself, he got sore. These intellectual guys don't like to have an intellectual conversation with you unless they're running up the whole, running the whole thing. This intellectual conversation. I love that. <laughs> he never lets up on the fact that this is an intellectual <laughs> conversation. I just, I just found probably my favorite line. He goes, I simply happen to find Eastern philosophy more satisfactory than Western, since you ask. And he goes, you do? What do you mean philosophy? You mean sex <laughs> <laughs> Holden just yeah thinks that sex is an intellectual pursuit yeah yeah but also that philosophy just means sex <laughs> <laughs> it's just Eastern sex yeah yeah Eastern philosophy meaning like yeah but then loose in this t- in the in the in the same way we're talking about the same they have that same dynamic loose it does go well yes yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes they think it's an artistic and spiritual experience as well as a physical experience he's literally just told him with a better vocabulary yeah <laughs> they're having an intellectual conversation about who's better at sex <laughs> chinese people or old ladies <laughs> oh you they they're good for se- they better for sex better, who 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 better for sex <laughs> Old or Chinese? The fans decide. Yeah, my God. Okay, so what? So we were talking about how. Um, what does this do? What is this doing for the structure of the novel? Why put this here? So I think, um, one sex has been a huge part of it. Of just like just to reveal, it's just an age test. It's like, yeah, he's mature in a lot of ways, but this is kind of like the big crossing guard for right of passage for a lot for a lot of adult like yeah. There's people who have sex that are still immature about sex, and there's people who are mature about sex that haven't had sex. Yeah. Look at Terrence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <me>. Hey. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's it's the big part of adolescence that is, like, it's a big part of adulthood, too. But it's the big check mark of, like, have you had it? And that's what all the kids care about. Yep. And then, too, it's like, oh, how do they talk about it? And he's literally going... They better for sex and all, like yeah. no understanding of the nuances of it. Right. So it shows Holden. Yeah, Holden's got a lot of growing up to do in this specific area. Um, right. Sally Hayes and Jane Gallagher have already, already been mentioned, and uh, he hasn't. He's a virgin. If you want to know the truth, yeah. right? That's the thing you said earlier. Yeah. So um, this is important. That he he yeah he's trying to figure that out. Yeah, also, I mean, they, he ordered a prostitute before. Like it's right. That's on. That's like the. I mean, you talked about it where it's like he didn't become a man because he slept with a prostitute. He became a man because he st- stood up. So it's all the, it's sex and it's like like this titanic milestone and everyone said where all the little parts of adolescence are like streaming through Holden where like literally he's, he thinks about the passage of time when it comes to his sister going to a museum and how everything is changing and like how and like he is unset but like and all very mature thoughts. But then he gets to this one, which is the thing most people consider, consider like, the most important part of uh, becoming an adult. And he's, like, failing with all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so failing at any maturity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but also, I mean, we talked about, like, homosexual men are mentioned a lot. Flits. Flits. Is uh, that a slur? I mean, like... Uh, it's probably... It, it's probably It's too not, old, though. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, like, mad at us, yeah. but... It's in the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we added that. Um, but I th- it's probably not a respectful term, but I don't think it's like – because the hard F1 has been around forever. 
Yeah, okay. So I think he was being mean about it's it. It's like a soft F, yeah. Yeah, this is a soft F. <laughs> so the which the, the idea of uh, a secret flit being introduced now will be will be probably help. I think will be helpful later in the, in yeah. the book. Right? Um, yeah. If you're waiting to read ahead. Uh, maybe skip ahead next fifteen but seconds. But didn't we already? I mean, we we've already spoiled. This is we, not. We probably this mentioned a, this it. is about analysis. This is a, this is yeah. not about. This is not about. This is not a plot. We're not reading this book to you. <laughs> it would be crazy to. Yeah, I think we can agree. I think we've already we've already done spoilers. Right? Yeah, but so Mr. Antolini, Antolini. Is, is the teacher he go that who's in his book. So the the Antolini confrontation has been set up for. He's the only guy in his book. His like address book. Oh yeah 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 right. And now there's this the whole thing. Died. Yeah, yeah, the kid who died, and now he's the only one who is, uh, like, he's talked a whole bunch about homosexuals, and then he'll go have a, a weird experience with Mr. Antolini. Yeah, uh, where it's heavily implied by the author, not by Holden, that he's homosexual. Where his wife's old, they sleep in separate beds, they're always kissing each other in public, but then never in the same room in private. Yep. Um, so it's all it's all that stuff where. Right now, we're getting to know like Holden's thoughts about gay guys, and he doesn't. It's not great, but I think it's it's probably in the middle for the fifties, where he's like, I just know where they are, and I I don't want to be one, but yeah. but it's yeah. also so that he can have that big emotional moment without having to do a mon- like a long monologue on the side about it. Because I I I went over relooked at the Great Gatsby, and what's interesting about that is that the Chapter two, where they stop by the Wilsons for the first time, so much detail is put into like the setting there, yeah. so that when the climax happens, where she's hit by a car, not no time has to be spent on describing the place. Exactly, you're like, oh, the, yeah, 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 right. It's yeah, it's, he's 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 front loading. Yeah, he wants to get all the like the the exposition out of the way, so when that moment comes with Mr. Antolini, it's already been done. Like it can be, yeah, it can be subtle and it can be impactful without him having to explain to you all these all these things. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Keep that in mind for when we get to the Antolini chapter, which I think will be next episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think He's almost so. there. He's almost there for sure. Uh, I do like the line, maybe I'll go to China. My sex life is lousy. <laughs> maybe I'll go to China. <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll go. Like, all right. <laughs> maybe I'll get me one of these. <laughs> Chinese sculptures Chinese in the thing. Lower East Side. Yeah. She's from Shanghai. Yeah. She happens to be from Shanghai. Shanghai. But yeah. So it's just like he he's very lonely and his attempt at uh, his first time talking to someone he's known in a long time at least in the contents of this uh how many pages it's only been like a couple days still uh yeah but two days it goes back it goes off the rails really quick. it's very brief he is told not to ask those questions a million times can't, can't help but asking these questions yeah uh, and then they leave, and he's like, please don't go. I'm lonesome as hell. I know. That's the through line is he, yeah, poor Holden just needs someone to talk to. But he's yeah. not the same person he used to be. So, like, I think that's part of it, too, is he's not the same kid who sits around talking about sex at Wooten. Yeah. And there's also the one you're going to grow up where literally he talks about, I'm, I'm immature for my age, but I'm also mature for my age, too. But no one notices when you're being mature for your age. Yeah. And here's literally his peer. Just a couple years older than being like, you're so immature. When the hell are you going to grow up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the p- nailing the head in the head. Nailing the, nailing the head. Nailing the head in the head. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> little on the nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now we're on to chapter 20, and he's getting drunk, <coughs> which is kind of interesting just because, like, in a previous chapter, he's like, I drank a whole bottle of whiskey, and I didn't feel anything. I yeah. threw up because I wanted to. <laughs> like anybody else, I don't believe you if you say that you drink a bunch of alcohol and don't feel anything. I'm like, well, you should uh, go to – you should you could make money off of that. You yeah. should go be you should go to the circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking to me for? So, yeah, we didn't we, – we, we <laughs> You, a big circus performer. What are you talking to me? <laughs> I'm nobody. I get drunk on alcohol. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, yeah, he uh, – obviously, he gets drunk constantly in this book. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. How about that? It's like a, like Nick Carraway. He says he's only been drunk twice in his life, and he's yeah. just constantly drunk. <laughs> yeah, drunk in the book the whole time, and doing things that drunk people would do. Yeah. yeah, and this is what Holden's doing as well. Yeah, kept sitting there getting drunk and waiting for old Tina and Janine to come out and do their stuff, but they weren't there. A flitty looking guy. There it is again. Bingo. With wavy hair came out and played the piano, and then this new babe Valencia came out and sang. He's kind of trying the misogyny on for size after Luce goes out. He's like, <laughs> here's this babe. 
Yeah, the, the old whore of New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't any good, but she's better than old Tina and Janine. What? Oh, she was saying at least. So he doesn't like Tina and Janine? They were the French girls. Yeah, he didn't like them. He thought they but were cheesy. and Because okay. they were like, oh, we're, we're from France, and we go sick about Brooklyn. And all these guys are like, yeah. You're French. Yeah, all the Okay, okay, okay. So the, and the now this is a girl just singing nice songs. She's okay. not a great singer, but she's singing not fake French songs. Uh, the piano was right next to the bar where I was sitting, and old Valencia was standing practically right next to me. I sort of gave her the old eye, but she pretended she didn't even see me. I probably wouldn't have done it, but I was getting drunk as hell. This would be also this would be great to like have the narration over uh, what Holden was actually <laughs> doing. doing. Like, what is Holden giving her? How's Holden yeah, giving her like the a, eye? A seventeen-year-old with vomit down in front, <laughs> <laughs> just staring at a woman's breasts, yeah. <laughs> giving her the eye. Yeah. And then I, I, uh, so I called the head waiter over. I told him to ask Old Valencia if she'd care to join me for a drink. So that's another like he asked Ernie to join him for a drink. Yeah. He has, so he's also attracted to these performers. He's exactly the same as the people he has contempt for. Yes. He wants them. He wants their attention. He wants to be in their circle so bad. And they never, the waiters are just treat him like he is, like this, uh, like everyone else. Where he's like, like, yeah, yeah of course. Well, I'm not going to give you what. Who do you think you are? People never give you your cards to people. I love that. And he doesn't. Yeah, he never gives the... People the never give your message to anybody. People never give your message to anybody. He gets upset about... Yeah, he doesn't have any... He, he feels like he doesn't have any agency. He feels like he doesn't have any like effect on this on this world. Like You know what I mean? If yes. I ask you to do something, you don't even do it. You have no respect for me. Yeah. No respect at all. <laughs> <laughs> no respect, I tell you. Uh, so, boy, I sat at that goddamn bar till around 1 o'clock or so getting drunk as a bastard. I could hardly see straight. The one thing I did, though, I was careful as hell not to get boisterous or anything. I didn't want anybody to notice me or anything or ask how old I was. But, boy, I could hardly see straight when I was really drunk. I started that stupid business with the bullet in my guts again. So now he's pretending he's he's bleeding again. Again. And the last time he did this was was after... Right after Maurice. Maurice. Uh, so it's loneliness, for sure. Yep. Alcohol's related. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's literally like his like sadness. It feels like it's pouring out of him, or he's like, "Please, I need whatever pressure's inside me to like get out." <laughs> yeah, he's uh, trying to express himself, right? Like, yeah, uh, and literally, can, the only way he can express himself is literally being like, "I'm wounded." Yeah, pretending to I'm, be wounded. I'm emotionally wounded, but I have to pretend I was shot by a bullet <laughs> to let myself take care of myself. <laughs> yeah, like the. But I have to keep it a secret. Yeah, the, the, it's not very it's not very deep of a metaphor. Yeah, yeah it's, a it's pretty literally he's like, oh, I'm gonna hide that I'm secretly wounded, <laughs> and it's like you're not doing a good job. There, there's literally like he's like didn't want to get uh to keep the blood from dripping all over the place. It's like man, the blood's been dripping all over the place this whole <laughs> book. <laughs> Boy, I didn't want anybody to know I was even wounded. I was concealing the fact that I was a wounded son of a bitch. Okay, wow, <laughs> I was concealing like yeah, it's like it's almost like this is no longer even. An analogy, and it's no longer yeah. a metaphor. It's like I was concealing the fact that I was. This wounded. is n- nail on a nail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really nail on the nail to the nail. Uh, yeah. So it's well, literally the last chapter. Luce is like, "Hey, you need therapy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "What do I need? They're gonna analyze some patterns in my body. What are they gonna do? <laughs> you need therapy." Good God. I told you that a year ago. This is like before the breakdown. It's like, I told you a year ago you need therapy. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Like, everyone knows, and he's just like, nobody knows. There's a bullet in my stomach. <laughs> you need therapy. Right. Uh, so, uh, going from the wounded thing right to finally what I felt like, I felt like giving old Jane a buzz and seeing if she was home yet. So, I paid my check and all, then I left the bar, went out there where the telephones were. I kept keeping my hand under my jacket to keep the blood from dripping. Boy, was I drunk. So that he doesn't give Jane a buzz. I wasn't I was much in drunk. the mood in anymore to give old Jane a buzz. I was too drunk. So I, I guess what I did, I gave old Sally Hayes a buzz. There it is again. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so close where it's like, I was like, all right. It's like it's like uh, the chorus of his song. It's like a refrain. He keeps like, I'm going to call old Jane. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be in the mood for these kind of things. It's how he moves the plot forward. Where it's like, I'm going to call old Jane and it's gonna. I'm neither not or it's not going to work out. So I'm I'm gonna panic in this phone booth and I'm gonna do something else that brings me in another direction. Literally going back, yeah, back to chapter one. He was like, Stradletter was like, want to go, want to go talk to her? She's downstairs, and he goes, Hey, yeah, I'm not in the mood to go talk to her. Yeah, you know, he just can't. Yeah, he wants to and he can't. It's like it's 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 been beaten over our heads. Yeah, yes. so 
He's never going to call. And he doesn't. He never calls Jane. Oh, he never calls Jane. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So that sucks. He never calls Jane. Uh, but he calls Sally. And he's he's a, a <coughs> child who's been drinking for a few hours at a bar. And it's now one in the morning. And that might go a little something uh, like this. Ring, ring. Hello. Who is this? This is me, Holden Caulfield. Let me speak to Sally, please. Sally's asleep. This is Sally's grandmother. Why are you calling at this hour, Holden? Do you know what time it is? Yeah, I want to talk to Sally. Very important. Put her on. Sally's asleep, young man. Call her tomorrow. Good night. Wake her up. Wake her up. Hey, I have a boy. Holden, this is me. What's the big idea? Sally, are you? Yes, stop screaming. Are you drunk? Yeah, listen, listen. Hey, I- I'll come over Christmas Eve, okay? Trim a goddamn tree for you, okay? <laughs> okay? Hey, 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 Sally? Yes, you're drunk. Go to bed now. Where are you? Who's with you? Sally, I'll come over and trim a tree for you, okay? <laughs> okay, hey. Yes, go to bed now. Where are you? Who's with you? Nobody. Me, myself, and I. They got me. Rocky's mob got me. You, 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 know, you know that, Sally? You know that? I can't hear you. Go to bed now. I have to go. Call me tomorrow. Hey, Sally, you want me to trim a tree for you? You want me to? Huh? Yes. Good night. Go home and go to bed. Good night. Good night, Sally, baby. Sally, sweetheart, darling. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Sally, baby. I can do that all goddamn good, good day. Good night, Sally, baby. Sally, sweetheart, night, darling. Sal- <laughs> I, you want me to trim a tree for you? <laughs> you want to trim a goddamn tree for you? I'll trim a goddamn tree for you. That's, that It's a perfect trunk. I want to be drunk. Drunk teen I want to be. Oh, hey, I'll come over and trim a tree for you, darling. Yeah. Hey. Uh, oh, I love you, baby. Oh, <laughs> baby, I love you so much. I what's the what's the tree? What a tree? What's the what's the tree? Uh, <laughs> all yeah, that's all that's all written. It's yeah, he's Rid- really good. He's a really good dialogue writer. I mean, of course, well, yeah, he doesn't write very much dialogue. And all of it is like he puts so much detail in like what's italicized, what yeah. how it's spelled. Yeah, he really hears it. You can hear it. Yeah. And it's some, and I'll, I would even counter that what a thing I just said, but he doesn't write much dialogue. It's almost like the whole thing is in perfect dialogue of it's in perfect Holden monologue. Yeah. The whole thing is exactly in his voice. So he really captures the way people talk and the way they kind of like move through ideas while they're speaking. So like that the kind of thing is happening with Holden all the time, but it, in the dialogue here really shines. It's way better than Gatsby dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's like pitch perfect. Yes, and then what's kind of funny is that he had just ca- called Sally a pain in the ass like eight hours earlier, <laughs> maybe six still hours wants earlier. To come over, yeah. What is she's kind of needy, I guess. Yeah, I think she likes the attention. Yeah, just Sally getting baby. drunk dialed at one in the morning. <laughs> wake her up! I like this. Like wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> you call someone's and their grandma picks up, and you're like, "Hey, baby, wake up! Wake up, good Sally for me, baby." <laughs> go get her. Yeah, go get her. The chutzpah. Yeah, just just all wake her up. All, all <laughs> balls on him. Tell you what, once you wake her up, babe. <laughs> he goes. I said, "Can you imagine how drunk I was? I hung up too. Then I figured she probably just came home from a date. I pictured it out with the lunch and all somewhere, and that Andover jerk, all of them swimming around in a goddamn pot of tea and saying sophisticated stuff to each other and being charming and funny. I wish to God I hadn't even phoned her. When I'm drunk, I'm a madman. That's crazy." He just said he loved her on the phone. Yeah. And he's picturing her on a date with the Luntz, the actors that she likes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's such a fantasy. Yeah, and, like, literally every time he sees her, he's like, oh, I love you so much. He's like, oh, I could be such a madman sometimes. It's like, no, you're very, like, this is what you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He feels something for her, for sure. And then I, he stayed in the damn phone booth for quite a while. That's another time. That other time he was in there for like 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And he just it was like, and 20 minutes went by, and then I left the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what happened? What yeah. happened? You had a... How are... How was everything? Yeah. I kept holding on to the phone, sort of, so I wouldn't pass out. I wasn't feeling too marvelous, to tell you the truth. So, but he's he's literally holding on to his connection with Sally. So yeah. he doesn't go even further down into his mental collapse. Um... Finally, I came out and went to the men's men's room, staggered around like a moron, and filled one of the wash bowls with cold water. Then I dunked my head in it right up to my ears. I didn't even bother to dry it or anything. I just let the son of a bitch drip. (laughs) Then I walked over to this radiator by the window and sat down on it. It was nice and warm. It felt good because I was shivering like a bastard. It's a funny thing. I always shiver like hell when I'm drunk. 
Also, when you stick your head in a bunch of cold water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is classic. Like, Holden, you don't know what you're talking about. The thing you're, you think, you don't know what you think you know. Yeah. So this is just like a, can you, like, a teenager walks into the bathroom, dunks his head in a bunch of sink water, and then just sits on a radiator staring silently. <laughs> you're like, do you, do, should I call someone? Well, he didn't have, I didn't have anything else to do. So I kept sitting on the radiator and counting these little white squares in the floor. Yeah. Like, obviously he, like he didn't have anything else to do. It's so funny. Yeah. He doesn't believe, he can't see the situation. Yeah. How insane. Like, this is when he's, he's like, oh, I'm being normal. I didn't have anything to do. I just, so I did yeah, this. I had, I was, I just felt like it all of a sudden. It's just so funny. Every, like, consistently, perfectly written. He, Holden never is as self-aware as Holden should be. Should be. And literally right before, he's like, I'm a madman because I really like this girl and I yeah. shouldn't like this girl. And then he's like, then I went in the bathroom and dunked my <laughs> head in water and I sat on the radiator and counted every single tile in the bathroom. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was bored. I was bored. Yeah, I, I was didn't have anything to do. Nothing to do. And then the flitty looking guy came in to comb his golden locks. Uh, and then I just like this line. Hey, you, you going to see that Valencia babe when you go back in the bar? I asked him. It's, it's highly, highly probable. probable, he said. Witty bastard. All I ever meet is witty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All I ever meet. Listen, give her my compliments. Ask her if that goddamn waiter gave her my message, will you? And then he says, why don't you go home, Mac? How old are you anyway? 86. Listen, give her <laughs> my compliments, okay? Why don't you go home, Mac? That could be the the, the title of the book. Why, why don't, don't you go, go home, home, Mac? <laughs> the cab driver wants him to go home. Everyone wants him to go. Yeah, cab driver calls him Mac, too. What is Mac? I mean, it's like just like Buddy. I think it's just Buddy, yeah. Dude, yeah. it's the dude of the 50s. Yeah. Hey, I'm a Mac. He's a Mac. <laughs> She's a Mac. We're all Macs here. Um, Let's see. Was that really a song? I, I'm singing I'm a Dude, She's a Dude. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Is it from Greece? It's from Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> I think Good Burger, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. Uh, Go home, Mac, like a good guy. Go home and hit the sack. No home to go to. No kidding. You need a manager, like, like right there. Like I don't, I can't go home. You need a manager. Maybe uh, I can make ten percent <laughs> off of you and afford a room for tonight already. Yeah. yeah. Need a manager. He didn't answer me. He just went out. He was all through combing his hair and patted and all, so he left like Stradladder. All these handsome guys are the same. When they're done combing their goddamn hair, they beat it up. <laughs> they're only around as long as they're combing their hair. Yes. And then here's like probably the saddest part. He goes, when I finally got down off the radiator and went out to the hat chick room, I was crying and all. I don't know why, but I was. So that's normal. I don't know why I was crying all of a it's sudden. It's such a classic. Yeah, it's so thorough. But subtle difference. I don't know why, but, but I was. I guess it was because I was feeling so damn depressed and lonesome. So he finally is like, Maybe something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe my yeah, maybe my feelings are attached to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my feelings are why I'm crying. Yeah. Then when I went out to the check room, I couldn't find my goddamn check. The hat check girl was very nice about it though. She gave me my coat anyway and my little Shirley Beans record. I still had it with me and all. I gave her a buck for being so nice, but she wouldn't take it. She kept telling me to go home and go to bed. So I'm giving like, a coat check girl ten dollars now. It's yeah. Like, it's like what do you? That's weird. Yeah. And then this is what I love because he's still a drunk teenager. I sort of tried to make a date with her for when she got through working, but she <laughs> wouldn't do it. <laughs> so he's like, he's, he goes up to this woman, hair soaked from sticking his head in the in the sink, crying, crying, can't find his ticket, and, and she's like, "I'll give you your coat, just like go home." And he's like, "You want you want to go out sometime?" <laughs> <laughs> he has no shape. You like, gotta try, yeah. Well, then this is interesting. She goes, she said she was old enough to be my mother and all. I showed her my goddamn gray hair and told her I was 42. I was only horse around, naturally. She was nice, though. Sh I showed her my goddamn red hunting hat, and she liked it. Sh she made me put it on before I went out because my hair was still pretty wet. She was all right. Okay, this is huge. As you discuss, Yeah, go ahead. So yeah. this is another mother figure. Yeah. This is, like, a p he keeps trying to force, or he keeps finding these mother figures as he goes along. Mother figure. Mother figure. <laughs> uh but he's literally like, I'm old enough to be your mother. And he, and she's like, put your hat on. He's like, look at my cool hat that I've been carrying around this whole time. That makes me feel safe. And yes. she's like, that's a lovely hat. Put it on your head, young man. And if you're tracking the hat, we've, I mean, like, it's like, is it his, it's his individuality? It makes Holden Holden. It's the kind of, it's like his true self. I don't know what we've kind of settled on. But like, it's definitely like, 
I'm showing you this thing that's special about me, and you like it, and you approve of it. She was all right. She was all right. And you then and then also she is taking. She wants. She literally to was be, like, "Hey, put this on. Go home. Yeah, you're you're a very nice, sweet boy. Yeah, that's what mother and would it's do. It's all he wanted. Is like I did. He just he and, and it's such a contrast to right before you because he's just talking about sex and oh the mature people are they better for sex and all and right. then what he really needed was like a, he didn't need sex at that moment. He needed a nice woman to be like. I'll hear I'll mother you for like ten seconds. So he still is like that's huge switch between like how do I get sex and then it's like yes I need a mother right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need a mother. Yeah, I didn't feel too drunk anymore when I went outside, but it was getting very cold out again. And my teeth started chattering like hell. Uh, I couldn't make them stop. He's using all right. So he's now he's out and about, um, trying to figure out what to do. Uh. I didn't even know where I was going to sleep yet, so I went. So he, uh, okay, I figured I'd go by that little lake and see what the hell the ducks were doing, see if they were around or not. I still didn't know if they were around or not. It wasn't far over the park, and I didn't have any else special to go. I didn't even know where I was going to sleep yet, so I went. I wasn't tired or anything. I just felt blue as hell. So here it is. Literally has no home to go to. And now he's going to go track down. Hold, please. But, yeah, so sorry for that interruption, folks. Uh, He... It's literally like I have nowhere to go, so I'm literally gonna go find out for myself where these ducks go when they. Where do the ducks go in the winter time? The ducks in I, Central Park and all. I'm tired of asking about it. I'm gonna go down there and see where they are. Yeah, we should go. We should go look ourselves. We're not far. Yeah, we should see where these ducks are. I mean, it is December right now. We're close yeah. to. We're getting close to where this time yeah, is. The time of the year. Um, then but, something terrible happened just as I got in the park. I dropped old Phoebe's record. And that's such as I can't fully put together the it's its context and meaning if it means anything more than that. But other than just a real kick in the stomach of like, oh, the one nice thing I was excited to do, yeah, and it's taken away from me by, <laughs> just like it sh- literally shatters. <laughs> yeah, I mean his hope shatters. <laughs> right. I mean like his. I mean like it's got to be like his. Yeah. It's like well, his. It's not his. It's not his relationship with TV, is it? I mean, it's like. It's his hope of a connection with Phoebe. Yeah, just like I'm gonna make someone feel good. I have I felt terrible for so long. This nice thing I'll be able to do for my sister, who I love, and makes me feel like right in the world. Maybe their old relationship is is gone. That's I mean, a good point. He d- it is a record for little girls. Yeah, and it's like oh, like maybe like even that. I don't know. It's it's still just a sad moment. Because it seems like they're all they're they're still kind of in a nice. They're still kind of good when he meets up with her yeah. next chapter. They're still kind of good. Yeah. I like how she wants to keep the pieces. Yes, like that's beautiful. Good God, she really wants to keep the pieces, oh, even the though thought it's really broken. Counted for her. Oh man, that's great. Even though they're useless now. Yeah, but they're from her brother. So he goes to like yeah he goes, goes to Central to, Park like and as we discussed the ducks. Um, like him wondering where the ducks go in the winter is him wondering what he will do next. Where's right? he gonna, every time he's thinking about, oh, where am I going to sleep tonight? He goes, where do ducks go? <laughs> yeah, I'm a duck. Yeah, he's yeah, the duck. I'm a duck and my lake is frozen over. Yeah. And then he's literally going to go to the frozen lake. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, it's like it is. It's very much like the wounded thing. It's like just like here's your metaphor right here. Slow Billy pitch. Bell voice. Here's your metaphor. Here. <laughs> Here's your metaphor. Uh, but yeah, literally, it's like, oh, where am I going to sleep tonight? Uh, I have literally nothing. I'm going to go buy my ducks. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're writing a paper about catching the ride right now, like this is a slow pitch softball. You're welcome. Just yeah. crank this out of the park. He goes to the ducks. He is a duck. It takes him forever to find it. What I think is a subtle way of like his home doesn't feel like his home anymore. Sure. Then finally, I found it. What it was, it was partly frozen and partly not frozen. But I didn't see any ducks around. I walked all, all around the whole damn lake. I damn near fell in once, in fact, but I didn't see a single duck. I thought maybe if there were any around, they might be able to sleep or something near the edge of the water, near the grass and all. That's how I nearly fell in, but I couldn't find any. So there's no ducks. No ducks. They're so gone. They're it's gone. It's wintertime. Yeah. So ducks don't just let themselves freeze over without a home. Yeah. They Someone comes in the truck and picks them all up and <laughs> they go away. <laughs> And then, but the, but he is about to give up. He goes. Finally, I sat down on this bench where it wasn't so goddamn dark. Boy, I was still shivering like a bastard in the back of my hair, even though I had my hunting head on. Was sort of full of little hunks of ice. That worried me. I thought I'd probably get pneumonia and die. So he he's like 
brushing up against it. Where he's yeah. like, maybe I'll just give up and I'll freeze to death in this park. It feels it feels that dark. Kind of, it feels like that suicidey, like sort of walk into walk into uh, a blizzard and freeze to death kind of sort of like vibe. Yeah, not good. Yes, it's uh, probably the darkest moment of like, oh man, like I'm done. Like I'm literally covered in ice, and it's like, I, he he's freezing over. And then it's so funny. I started picturing millions of jerks coming to my funeral. <laughs> my grandfather from Detroit that keeps calling out the numbers of the streets when you ride on a goddamn bus with him and my aunts. I have about 50 aunts and all my lousy cousins. What a mob would be there. They all came when Ellie died, the whole goddamn stupid bunch of them. <laughs> so much contempt for his, his extended family, which is so funny because, like, all of his family is so important to him. At least, it's, and But, like, he hates all yeah. of his cousins. And it's also such a like a New York versus Midwest thing where it's like, oh, they're from Detroit and they all suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Detroit, exactly, yeah. Why but can't they be from New York and be sophisticated <laughs> and talk about Chinese sex? <laughs> but like, this is exactly the, the people he needs right yes. now. Like, he, It's so funny that he just has contempt for them. It's the same thing with the, with the phonies. that the, He wants to join them, but he instead uh, has contempt for them. Yeah, he just really lifts it off. Uh, I have this one stupid aunt with halitosis that kept saying how peaceful he looked lying there. DB told me. I wasn't there. I was still in the hospital. I had to go to the hospital after I hurt my hand. So he didn't go to Allie's funeral. Yeah. That's something I didn't think about before. Yeah. Well, I think neither. I think Phoebe didn't because it, he's, he's a kid. She was, yeah, she was too I young. Thought, I thought maybe he said he didn't go because he's a kid. But also he, wanted, he didn't he go was in the hospital because he, he punched a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So literally he never got to say his chance to be at that ceremony. Yeah. So probably... Probably a little bit of like, oh, he never got the proper goodbye yeah. to his brother. Um, and then I, I like this. Um, anyway, I kept worrying that I was getting pneumonia with all those hunks of ice in my hair and that I was going to die. I felt sorry as hell for my mother and father, especially mother, because she still wasn't over my brother Allie yet. One, which is like the theme of the book, is that his mother is so shattered by her brother's death that he feel like can't connect to her anymore. Yeah. Mm. But two, it's so funny of like, oh, if my mother was over my brother Ellie, I could die no problem. <laughs> <laughs> like her mother would be fine. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, you know what? I had a few years to get over the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, you know. Yeah. I kept picturing her not knowing what to do with all my suits and athletic equipment and all. The only good thing I knew she wouldn't let old Phoebe. Oh, come this to is what I'm thinking about. Sorry. Old Phoebe come to my goddamn funeral because she was only a little kid. That was the only good part. So he's literally like suicidal like symptom number one is you picture your funeral <laughs> yeah yeah and you you really think so much about then i thought about the whole bunch of them sticking me in a goddamn cemetery and all with my name on the this tombstone and all surrounded by dead guys boy when you're dead they really fix you up <laughs> i hope to hell when i do die somebody has sense enough to just dump me in the river or something <laughs> anything except sticking me in a, bu- in a goddamn cemetery people coming and putting a bunch of flowers on your stomach on sunday and all that crap who wants flowers when you're dead Nobody. Damn. That could be a metal album. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Uh, he's really considering death, yeah. Yeah, he's literally like, he's about to let himself die. He He's in the middle of Central Park, head wet, freezing, not wearing a heavy enough coat. And uh, he's like, all right, well, this will be it. And I'll, this is what's going to happen. My cousins are going to come. They're going to be terrible. And my mom is uh, such a pain in the ass about... Like, she's so shattered by everything that she'll probably not be able to put it together and, like, her putting, getting rid of all my sports equipment and everything like that. So it's really sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, like, he's being morbid. I mean, then he, he's, he starts thinking about Allie's uh, grave in the next paragraph, Allie's grave, and um, they go there only when it's nice out, he says. Yeah. He goes, when the weather's nice, my parents go out quite frequently and stick a bunch of flowers on old Allie's grave. I went with them a couple times, but I cut it out. And he doesn't say gradually. It's like, yeah, I stopped. Yeah, I cut it. Stop doing it. Because he, he doesn't like the part where if it rains, everyone just get, everyone just leaves because it's it's no fun to be there anymore. It's no, it's not comfortable anymore. But Allie has to stay. Allie has getting to stay. rain done. Oof. And I, the line that really gets me is, um, let's see, where is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so as after all the visitors could get in their cars and turn on their radios and all, and then go someplace nice for dinner, everybody except Allie. I couldn't stand it. And this line is like such a perfect Holden, like witticism and, and tragedy. I know it's only his body and all that's in the cemetery and his soul's in heaven and all that crap, but I couldn't stand it anyway. Yeah, like he believes it, but thinks it's crap. Like right, he's he like, like, yeah, kind of he's believes in it. heaven, whatever. Like it's still like, like 
I think it's kind of contempt for sort of that as like the fix all of like, but he's in heaven now, Holden. And he's like, well, I, I I'm watching my brother's body be rained on. And I have to think about us going off. We're going to go get a nice dinner and he'll be stuck in the cemetery forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really help as much as you think it does. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're 16, the first time you're like, heaven's not even freaking real, is it? You Dude, know, it's like just what? that. It's, that's that vibe as well. Yeah. And then it's just, uh, I just wish he wasn't there. You didn't know him. If you'd know him, you know what I mean. Like, he, like one, that's very sad. Like, he loves his brother so much. Yeah. But two, it's like such a 16-year-old thought of, like, you have no idea what it's like to be sad like I'm sad. Right. No one feels the way I feel. Yeah. It's not too bad when the sun's out, but the sun only comes out when it feels like coming out. Which is kind of like a fun little poetry line. Yeah, it's, it's poetic. Uh, and after a while, just to get off my mind, off getting pneumonia and all, I took out my dough and tried to count it in the lousy light from the street lamp. All I had was three singles and five quarters and a nickel left. Boy, I spent a fortune since I left Pensy. And he has. That is... That yeah. has an absurd amount of money. <laughs> you can't take that many cabs in New York. What are you, crazy? Yeah. yeah. If I had a friend to do that, I was like, well, I'd be like, you're nuts. Take the train. Then what I did, I went down near the lagoon. I sort of skipped the quarters and the nickel across it where I wasn't frozen. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Let's think about why he did it. One, I think he's he's uh, thinks he's about to die. It's like a right. This is like it's like a little mini suicide. It's like yeah. throwing, you know, your everything. Hat. All basically all his tools. Like, yeah. oh, this is what I need to survive. Is like this money, like. Shedding himself of everything he needs to be attacked. You can you can easily picture it. I mean, like you can if you're if you're throwing the quarter into the water, you can ba- imagine throwing yourself into the water and dying and yeah. freezing to death. And it's like I this money is not helping. Nothing is helping. Get it away from me. I don't need any of this. Yeah. Um, he's hopeless. He's hopeless. He sees no point in the money anymore. Um, man, he's obsessed. I started thinking about how old Phoebe would feel if I got pneumonia and died. It was a childish way to think, but I couldn't stop myself. She feel bad. She likes me a lot. Um, yeah, this is a this is a long, this is a long um, rumination on his own mortality. But things are darkest before the dawn. Uh, and he goes anyway. I couldn't get off the mind, so finally, what I figured to do, I figured I'd better sneak home and see her in case I died and all. I had my door key with me and all, and I figured what I'd do, I'd sneak in the apartment very quiet and all, and just sort of chew the fat with her for a while. The only thing that worried with me was our front door. It creaks like a bastard. It's a pretty old apartment house, and the superintendent's a lazy bastard, and everything creaks and squeaks. I was afraid my parents might hear me sneaking in, but I decided I'd try it anyway. I decided I'd try it anyhow. I got the hell out of the park and went home. I walked all the way. I wasn't too far, and I wasn't tired or even drunk anymore. It was just very cold and nobody around anywhere. Of course. So now we've reached... The final act of the book. He's going home. He's going home. Finally going home. And he's gonna. And you see some. Like you're gonna see some family. Some finally some family stuff with Phoebe. Yeah. Um. And it's weird that like like she's not present for most of the book, but she is present. Yes. In everything. I mean, it's very much about. It's very much about his family, even if it's not. They're not there. Yes. Uh. She. She. Jane Gallagher. And the parents are like these huge figures in alley, and are these huge figures that make such small appearances in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's all about Holden's perception of them. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll get to see like the mom's behavior, like yeah, right from just like, and it's kind of it doesn't. I don't remember it con- contradicting exceptionally, but it is kind of like. Oh, she's like a, a competent. She sounds like a mom. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Doesn't sound like like traumatic or anything. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, but he's finally, he thought about dying. He's like, maybe I'll die. And then he's like, oh, my, I don't want my sister to be sad. I'll go home and say goodbye to her. Yeah, so he's going home. I mean, like, yeah, this is, this feels good. I mean, like, yeah, we're, we're wrapped, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're reaching, you know, sort of the end climax. I don't know if that has, does this book have a climax? Obviously. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the books where it ends, r- like, the climax is right at the end. It, like, it, there's almost no like sort of like i think it's called resolution or whatever yeah. whatever the word is of like denouement of like Dune-ma- all right denouement denouement was like all right everything's fine now and we're all happy there's yeah. like that's like maybe like six pages yeah 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 but it, right up to the end there it, yeah and there's not like a violent climax like it's not like he finally shoots maurice <laughs> <laughs> toss him down an elevator shaft yeah, yeah. but yeah that that was uh w- one the fun one of the funniest two chapters, dude. Yeah, and two that that was like before he was like thinking about suicide, and this is like he got even closer. He was like, 
all right, I'll just kind of die out here by this lake. Yeah. There's no ducks, meaning, like, they went somewhere else, so even they're not home. Like, what what am I going to do? I, I was looking for answers at this lake, and I found none, so I guess I'll just die here. Yeah, uh, but he turns it around. Yeah, man. And we got only uh, six more chapters left, I think? Yeah, I believe we – no, no, it was uh, eight. We have four episodes left, I believe. Mm, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk to. We'll talk to you soon, Off folks. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, I'm Terrence Hartnett. Uh, uh, my Instagram is ha harsnet. Uh, my Twitter is at Kevin Lapkovich. And uh, yeah, reach out to us. Uh, I had someone reach out to me the other day. Yeah, if you're yeah, thanks the English teacher. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> that means the world. If you yeah, if, you te- if you teach English or you are an English major and you enjoy this. Uh, We'd love to hear it. We need all the encouragement we can get. <laughs> yes. Bye. Come and through.